Thank you so much for tuning into yet another edition of 10,000 Pitchers presented by our good, good friends over at Stimulus Athletic. There are so many local, national, even worldwide soccer clubs who utilize Stimulus Athletic for their game gear and on and off the field apparel. You just look at the Anguilla national team. You look at local teams like Turbo Sports FC and Vlora, teams nationwide like Tulsa Athletic. They all trust Stimulus Athletic to outfit them, and you should too. That is the exact reason why you should, because so many other great clubs do. Go to StimulusAthletic.com, and you just click that Get Started button, and you kind of fill out a form. If you have a design already, you just kind of want Stimulus Athletic to do it, by all means, go for it. If you don't have a design, they have a pretty great design team. The, if you look at the 10K kit, what we dropped last summer, that was done by Stimulus's design team, and everybody I know loves the 10K kit. So um, go to StimulusAthletic.com, click that Get Started button, and let Stimulus Athletic outfit your club with quality game gear and apparel at affordable prices. That consultation is free. It's free to just talk to them. So make sure you do that. Stimulusathletic.com. Click that Get Started button. And don't forget to let them know that Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches sent you. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome into yet another edition of 10,000 Pitches presented by our good friends over at Stimulus Athletic. Uh, this is episode 5-0. 50, 50 episodes of 10,000 Pitches. Thank you so, so much. Whether this is your first time checking us out or, you know, you've stuck with us for all 50 episodes, uh, we can't thank you enough for tuning in. Um, and if you haven't yet, uh, subscribe on your preferred platform. And if you have an iPhone, even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a rating and review there, that would be awesome. You can also follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where you're at 10K Pitches. Maybe just follow us, though, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, honestly, we don't really keep Facebook up to date too much. So you could follow us there. Don't be expecting new content. But uh, Twitter and Instagram is where you can uh, where you can find everything we're doing. Um, last week's episode was a little bit different. We had a guest, but he was more of a guest co-host. And it was very, very cool. So uh, we plan on having him back, too. Uh, Foot V English co-founder Dominic Jose Bisogno uh, up there in Duluth. Um, he, uh, he works for Duluth FC or has worked for Duluth FC in the past, kind of writing for their website and stuff like that. Very plugged into the lower league soccer scene. Um, so it was awesome having him on the show to talk all things lower league soccer. Some of the content in that episode is a little bit dated, but, um, still a great, great episode with Dominic, uh, who was with us the entire time. So definitely go check that out if you have not, uh, this week though, back to kind of a traditional, uh, guest type episode where we have Duluth FC head coach, Sean Morgan on. A little bit later on but as always we're going to kick things off by uh bringing in chief good vibes officer here at 10k ethan brandt ethan what's up hello what's going on it's uh it's great to be back for the big uh the big 5-0 yeah yeah we don't really have anything like big or celebratory planned but it is pretty cool that uh, we've reached the 50th episode pretty good milestone you've been with us for oh let's see you you came on mid july so yeah. seven episodes, eight episodes in, give or take. So probably 42 of the 50 episodes. Yeah, probably 42. Um, That's a good amount. Yeah, you know, it feels great to have 42 under my belt. Um, uh, do, you have a, do you have a favorite when you like think back to like... When I look back a... at the episodes that we... There was one time, and I remember this distinctly because I couldn't do the podcast from my basement. I had to do it from my kitchen. So it was a little bit different. But I remember we talked about like Creed for like an hour or like like yeah. Spotify like rankings for an hour. And I don't know, we had a good time with it. 
we got some decent feedback on that episode, even though we barely talk soccer, I feel like. So that was fun. That's just like the one that is automatically sticks out the top of my head. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a lot of good ones. Um, I uh, what's your favorite? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was, I was thinking like, I don't know. I got there, there's probably a bracket in there that I, I thought I was funny. A bracket about. of 10K episodes. So next week is actually um, so our one year anniversary is actually this Saturday, but we didn't we weren't prepared for the one year anniversary this time. We figured the 50th episode would be uh, would be milestone enough. So next week is going to be our one year anniversary episode. Ethan, uh, maybe a bracket of 10K episodes would be great. Yeah, I think, you know, that makes sense. Um, and inevitably, um, you know, there'll be a lot of, uh, I'll, I'll make the bracket based off what I liked, probably not what you liked. So. That's fair. Like, I mean, you're like, the one who, make, if you're taking the time to make the bracket, you know, by all means, slant it to your interests. Because like, we've had like MLS players on, like we've had some, we've had some, ooh. Okay, okay, okay. Getting excited, so, getting excited about this bracket. Um, no, we've had like some big names, like we've had some MLS players and, and stuff on, and other big names. Um, and like inevitably, the ones that make the bracket won't be that, it'll be like, like, I don't like our first Rex read for an hour or yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Creed like episode, yeah. Um, I, I hosted one. I hosted one. Uh, like, I hosted a couple, actually. No, I don't know. It was like episode like twenty-two. I like hosted. I remember oh, checking. Yeah, we flipped it where I was the co-host. And you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember checking the numbers on that. It did. It did pretty bad for like in comparison to the <laughs> other, one, which I thought was pretty funny. But um, but obviously not ideal. Obviously not ideal. But. Anyway. that's all right that's all right that was a that was a memorable one we're just here for the memories you know the the real the real the real numbers are the friends we make along the way you know you were preaching to the choir you know <laughs> well uh yeah so um like i said 50th episode next week's going to be our one year anniversary episode this is uh this is pretty big stuff and uh i i don't know i i i didn't know where this podcast was going to go when i started it to be honest it's something i just kind of wanted to do and just went with it and here we are a year later we have a rebrand we have merch we have a bunch of other stuff shop 10k if you want to buy that merch by the way uh but uh yeah this is uh this has been fun and i'm really excited to see where the next 50 episodes in the next year take us because i mean this last year has been a been a wild ride so i'm assuming this time next year we'll be looking back and be like oh hey remember where we were in may 2021 that's a long way from where we are now so I'm excited to see where that takes us. Yeah, it um it it's been nuts. I uh it's been good times, um, you know, good times, you know, bad times. Um but mm-hmm. I, I actually I don't know. I I can't come up with any bad times, but um but yeah, it's, it's been, been all good times, all good times, all good vibes. All good times. Um and you know, I think more impressively, like thinking back, I think we've only missed like 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 two weeks, maybe. Like, yeah, maybe there were three weeks. Yeah, and those were, you know, uh, purposeful misses. Those were purposeful off weeks for various reasons. Um, so, yeah, we've never actually missed an episode because we couldn't record an episode, right? Like that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Even when I had some, I had some personal stuff going on last month. Ethan, you stepped up big time and hosted two episodes in a row. So uh, we're here. We don't take weeks off. No weeks off at 10K. Yeah, no, no, uh, we, no load management here. We, no. uh, we don't, we don't manage, we don't, 
we don't manage the loads. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like that should lead into a Blue Chew ad. So Blue Chew, hit us up. Oh, I was, I was thinking like like basketball load management. Have you been watching the play? Have you been watching the playing games or no? Uh no, dude. I haven't watched any NBA this year. Oh, at all. okay. I'm not even gonna lie. How about um? So you're not you're not all in on Anthony Edwards? Oh, I mean, I I like the Wolves. Don't get me wrong, but and I like you know I'll like watch the highlights and stuff. I'm actually oh, okay. so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any friends saying this, but I'm from Illinois, so I'm I'm a Bulls fan. Okay. Uh, but again, they you know they weren't very good this season, and I'm 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 not an avid enough Bulls fan that I'm gonna sit there and watch them for 82 games when they suck. You know, I'm going to wait until they actually have a good team. Like, even if, even if they're, you know, not winning a bunch of games, but they have an exciting team, I'll, you know, I'll watch them. But this was not one of the, you know, I'm, I'm excited for where they're going in the future, but this is not a year where I was going to sit down and watch, watch the Bulls. And if I'm not watching the Bulls, I'm probably not watching the NBA. Fair. Um, Well, you know, I, um, you know, my, uh, it's, uh, it's time for a Raptors update. Obviously it's been a while. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, they're out. Uh, they didn't make the play-in. Um, wow. But yeah, their the GM Masai, uh, he uh, he talked about he talked about it. It was pretty funny. Like he like basically said like like what was the point of making the play-in? Like like you make the play-in, you maybe win both games, and you get to get slaughtered in the in the first round. So I thought that was kind of funny that he like admitted to tanking in a sense. Um, but yeah, no, the Raptors are out, which is you know it's a bummer. It wasn't their year, and like. You play in Tampa for 82 or I guess 72. It's like, what do you expect? I don't know. So, um, but yeah, but no, the Wolves, uh, they're, they're good. Uh, or they weren't good, but they, they, they picked it up after the all-star break and I'm excited for the Wolves like um, next couple of years here. Hopefully it kind of, it works out. So what happened with LeBron last night or the other night, I guess when people are listening. So he got like, something like in the eye and he couldn't see, but then he ended up hitting a game winning shot. Is that what I, yeah, he got, yeah, he got like poked in the eye. Um, and, uh, and then he said like, he was seeing three rims out there and then, yeah, he hit a game winner. He was like, I was just aiming for the middle one. Um, I don't know. It it was a good shot. And, um, I don't know. I'm a LeBron fan. I, I think he's a great player. And like, I loved him when he was with the heat. I thought he was, he was just awesome then. Um, but um, and like obviously still awesome. That's when I started liking LeBron when he was with the Heat. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like I think the play-ins were kind of fun. Like, yeah, it's a different concept, in a, in a right? Sense. It, well, for the NBA, where like you don't get upsets because they play best of four. So yeah, you know, you kind of add this like March Madness esque feel to it. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, like I feel bad for like you know the off chance that a seven seed gets like knocked out in the play-in, but yeah interesting but that's that's basketball that's basketball talk here on 10k all right let's uh let's move on and talk some soccer here um couple players with local ties notable performances we're actually going to start uh in the college realm the ethan brant realm as we call it here at 10k uh we've never 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 called it that well i mean you Uh, are the uh you are the uh the czar of college soccer here at 10k you do the college conversation every week subscribe to our youtube channel to see that latest one is pretty good yeah, no, Scott was – yeah, quick side note, Scott was awesome. Uh, he's from UW-Superior. Uh, um, and uh, he was the he was the defensive player of the year, or I think defensive player of the year in the UMAC. Yeah. 
And yep. then Superior won the UMAC. Um, but beyond that, he was great. He's from Scotland, so he's at, great he had a lot of great story. Absolutely. Great accents, well-spoken, great sense of humor. Yeah. yeah play, like, play, played along with the B bracket, even though the whole time he's probably like, what the hell is this? I, I prepped him. I, he, he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, he was great. He, he, he was really cool. Um, and, awesome. and And, you know, it's been, it's been like two months since the last one, so it's good to get the trains back on the track. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully, we don't have to wait another two months for another one, Ethan. Anyways, no, no promises, no promises. Anyways, circling back here, uh, so talking college soccer a little bit. Uh, Blaine native and former Minnesota Mister Soccer Herbert Endley scored the late game-winning goal for Indiana in the NCAA D1 semifinals. Um, just an excellent effort. Basically, took it all the way himself and. Uh, very, very late game winner in a dramatic semifinal match, which propelled them obviously to the national championship game where they ran into the buzzsaw that was Marshall uh, losing in overtime to the herd 1-0 in the national championship. But uh, Mr. Enderley, or Enderley here, excuse me, uh, from Blaine kind of making a name for himself. And I saw guys like Patrick Wea and other local guys, uh, you know, really giving him some, uh, some shouts on Twitter. And it seems like this is a name we need to be looking out for. Yeah, I, I think that was awesome. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't think I'm the first one to, to say this, but obviously college soccer isn't for everyone because it, it is different, um, especially as it relates to subs. Um, you know, you can sub a lot more and um, and that really changes the dynamic of any given game. But, um, you know, regardless, there's still a lot of fun being had out there, a lot of great like soccer being played, even though it might be a little different than your your your, your typical idea of soccer. Mm. Yeah, but still a lot of fun. Actually, the, the both semifinals and the championship game were a lot of fun to watch, especially that national championship game. Um, it was interesting because like Marshall was dominating the whole time, but it was still nil-nil going into overtime. So um, just just a lot of fun there. Um, and, and it's good to see a local guy kind of making a mark like that. So uh, Herbert Endley, remember that name and uh, keep him on your radar. He's only a sophomore this year. So we'll see what uh, what his future holds, uh, but but definitely on the, on the right track for sure. Um Speaking of local names, Minneapolis' own Mcwelle Akale, a Minnesota Thunder Academy product, currently playing for Papos FC in Cyprus. Um, I have the notifications for him, like on my uh, FOTMOB app, and I noticed anytime Papos puts out their lineup, he he hasn't been in there for like the last last three months, and like it's really hard to get like an injury report for this team and like figure out what's going on. And so I did a little digging myself. Uh, and uh, someone close to Akale uh, let me know that um, he is um, out with an injury, has been out since January with an injury, um, and there is a chance he could be back for the end of their season, but that's coming up here on the 29th, which is obviously a week from Sunday. So um, the club could ultimately decide, you know, obviously it wouldn't be worth the risk to bring him back that, that late in the year, considering their, uh, their outcome might already be set. Um, they are in the relegation playoffs, though, so I'm not really sure how that works over there in Cyprus. Um, but they could allow him to keep rehabbing and bring him back over the summer for friendlies before their fall season begins. But, um, you know, Mikwele Akali is a well-known local name. Anybody uh, in the local soccer team knows that name. Um, very, very uh, great young player. Um, and, uh, you know, talking to guys like Mark Yule, the head of Minnesota Thunder Academy, really – have high hopes and, and high aspirations for what he can, uh, what he can do over in Europe moving forward. Um, but yeah, that's the latest with him. Uh, he's just been out, out with an injury for the last few months. Hopefully he can uh, 
he can get over that and get back on the front foot next year because uh, you know he's he's definitely a guy with a uh, with a lot of a uh, lot of potential and he's already over there in Europe basically so um, he's he's on that right track for sure. Have did you do you have you I'm sure you have the 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 Paphos FC logo or like yeah, the it's pretty sweet with like the guy yeah. Yeah, it, it is pretty sweet. It's, it's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking man in there. Um, I think that's funny because it looks like it should be like an animal. You know, like like if like in a typical badge, that'd be like a deer or something, but yeah. it's just a guy. Yeah. He I looks mean, like an extra in any Ocean's movie. Like, like a casino, uh, you know, like roulette wheel guy who has one line. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I don't know why that, but that's just what I, that's what I see. Anyways. It is an interesting crest, though, because you're right. Usually it's like an, like an animal or like a symbol or something like that. But this is a very detailed illustration of an actual person's face. Yeah, so it's, it's just correct. a dude. Um, just a guy. Yeah, like if that, like a tree or a deer or anything, I don't know. But it's just a dude. Um, speaking of which, uh, do you like the the uh new loons uh kits like the the adidas parlay. oh the plastic like the the made from the yeah. the C plastic yeah the kits. parlay yeah they're all right i mean every club like has one this year and they all basically look exactly the same yeah they do all they are pretty the cool um yeah no i like them i i don't necessarily love the orange i don't think on the on the adidas I mean, they all look like, like fc cincinnati jerseys really at the end of the yeah. day <laughs> yeah a little bit um but but no overall i think they're pretty cool and like i i like what Adidas is doing with like as far as like sustainability and, and yeah, i know the that's like plastic from yeah. uh, from the ocean yeah that's definitely that's they, definitely like a good a good emphasis and when you're talking about like just like me personally when i talk about like recycling and stuff i definitely like try to emphasize like plastics and stuff and like try to recycle plastics as much as i can because that is like a huge huge issue you know i mean you see it all the time and so yeah i don't know yeah something yeah like I, don't, I don't yeah i don't think we need to go too deep into to climate change and no we don't it's just it, it just lines up with something that i'm like kind of like weirdly like like focused on in my daily life like trying yeah. to recycle plastics as much as i can like yeah the, yeah the, like why are we talking about this year i did a i did a paper on uh on like polar bears and like just like how global warming is affecting them and and a new study I just saw it on Twitter today, like whatever, like it, like it, it's looking bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think we need to go into that here. But, um, but, but I just yeah, want to say we're a pro environmental podcast, though. Uh, I just wanted to put that out there. If yeah, anybody we, wants to know where we stand on that particular issue, 10K is very pro sustainability. Like you know, like I don't know if we always make those decisions. Like you can even look at our merch. Like I don't necessarily think that we're pumping out is necessarily like super sustainable like we actually don't have a ton of control over that but um mm-hmm. but we are pro sustainability here at 10,000 pitches 100 percent, 100 all right let's uh, go to a quick scoreboard update here what happened in lower league soccer this past weekend lc aris the fighting ethan brants we'll get to that in a second they battle back from a 2-0 deficit to draw joy athletic on the road in st louis park um great efforts from this club um Joy Athletic obviously looked uh, really, really good in their first match against uh, Sioux Falls. And then, uh, no, excuse me, Dakota Fusion uh, in their first match. And then, uh, you know, have Aris coming to town, long drive. 
uh, go up 2-0, but credit to Aris battling back, getting a late equalizer to uh, to draw 2-2. Uh, Ethan, you have the uh, inside, uh, you know, the inside scoop, the, in- the uh, inside information on this match because you were uh, you were on one of the sidelines. That's right. Um, I guess, yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm, you know, fortunate enough to be playing with Eris this uh, summer. Um, you know, I, it's it's a great opportunity and I'm, you know, super thankful to be able to have this opportunity. Um, but um, the, the fighting Ethan Brands is not something we go by um we don't need to start <laughs> saying that um but no um but yeah like you said like jo- joy's a crazy team they are super talented um they got a ton of good players um you know as far as the the atmosphere there it is really great um they had a great fan section um there's people like tailgating before the game that was cool that's awesome um, and yeah just like great energy uh there at like the field or the stadium um and, um, and yeah, uh, you know, good, good late effort. Like you said, um, I, I think, I think our goals came in like the 90th and 93rd minute, um, mm-hmm. down to, you know, you, Hey, you know what they say? Two well is the most dangerous lead in soccer. Um, Correct. That is what they say. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, it was great. It was great to be a part of, um, and, um, and yeah, like you said, great effort, but, but not, but not, not to take away from joy, obviously, because they're crazy you know that if yeah. you you know you watch them for 10 minutes and you can tell they are they're just a really well-run uh team yeah for sure well just a great result for you guys nonetheless too getting that draw on the road uh and then speaking of crazy this med city sioux falls match holy cow back and forth come back from med city um I think they they scored to to draw the match late and then very very late stoppage time winner and they come out with the home 4-3 win against Sioux Falls um I looked at the highlights I have read the recaps that are up on the MPSL website this is actually one of the featured matches on the MPSL website uh this week holy cow uh, anybody I talked to about this match said it was just absolutely insane. Uh, and uh, but Med City is the one that comes out on top for three. Yeah, I um, I, I didn't I didn't see anything. Um, but hey, it's cool. It's cool for the uh, the MPSL North. What are we? The MPSL like Midwest North? I don't Midwest Region North Conference. I think it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to say it's it's just the MPSL North. Uh, oh, they, okay. It's the North Conference. But the UPSL Midwest Conference West Division is a little bit more <laughs> yeah, difficult to say. Um, I do the uh, Inter Minneapolis broadcast, so I have to say that about you know eight times a game. So I've become a little bit you know more more adept to to saying that. But uh, yeah, NPSL is just NPSL North, which is a little bit easier. Yeah, good, good, good for the conference to get some buzz. There's a lot of great teams, a lot of great players here, or in the in the conference. Speaking of the UPSL Midwest Conference West Division, Brooklyn Knights stay atop the table, knocking off Rochester three to two. Um, like I said, Knights on top of the table, but Rochester FC, after uh, after a top three finish two years ago in 2019, find themselves at the bottom after uh, after three games. So they have some work to do. Obviously, Brooklyn Knights sitting pretty there in that uh, in that pole position. Uh, Minneapolis City two wins the Minneapolis Derby two to one over FC Minneapolis. Um, so they're right there. They've only played two matches as opposed to a lot of the other teams in this conference playing three. So uh, they do have that game in hand while also sitting up near the top. 
Dakota Young Stars keep their positioning near the top of the table, topping Turbo Sports three to one. And then Granite City, very impressive. Um, like I said, I do the Inter Minneapolis broadcasts um, for their home matches at Bob Pate Stadium, uh, which is uh, it's, it's a cool environment there too, by the way. But uh, this Inter Minneapolis team is pretty good. Very well coached by Jason Popkin. And Granite City just went in there and took it to them. Uh, 5-1 win for the Rocks on the road uh, in Blaine, or excuse me, Burnsville. Um, and they stay unbeaten as well. So you look at the top of the table, Brooklyn Knights, Granite City, Minneapolis City 2, all unbeaten uh, as, uh, as we move in. And you, know, you still have Laura sitting back there. Dakota's looking really good. Um, Inter's not going anywhere either. Uh, this is a very wide open, as we talked about last week, pretty much uh, at length with uh, Dominic Jose Bisogno. Uh, very, uh, very open, uh, open conference here in the Midwest uh, West Division. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it probably a lot closer than, than any of us thought. Um, but I, I'm sure a lot of that has to still do with like college players coming back and, and maybe even high school, I guess, you know, I don't know how young some of these teams are pulling players from, but, but like even he, Scott talked about it, um, on the college conversation, uh, which you can check out now on YouTube. Um, no, um, subscribe. he even talked about Give like, a thumbs up, yep, subscribe, thumbs up. Um, but no, he even talked about like, Duluth like they didn't start training until um Sunday of which the Sunday of when the MPSL started I know we're talking UPSL here so and and they were just fortunate in the sense that they were able to put their two bye weeks at the beginning so they didn't have to play games and the same thing could be happening here but they some of these teams just can't get bye weeks so so who knows you know how many players are still coming in and such um but but yeah yeah, how what what's it like calling a uh, a five one routing? Like what, it's like, you know you uh, I try not to be you know even though it is the Inter Minneapolis broadcast, I definitely don't want to be too homerish either. So you definitely it, you can definitely still give credit where it's due, right? I mean, there was a there was a kid for uh for Granite City. His last name was Jabate. Um, scored two goals in their opener and scored another two goals against Inter. Uh, so he was really good. So got to talk about him a little bit. Um, they, I don't know, just watching this Granite City team in person, I was, I was very, very impressed. And it's going to be interesting to see how teams uh, play against them because um, they're one of the few teams that I've seen. I saw Inter play Rochester in the first, uh, first match of the season. But other than that, I haven't seen too many other teams play. But Granite City, their, their midfield is very, very fast. And anytime Inter was trying to advance the ball through the midfield, there was a Granite City midfielder on there right away, taking the ball away. And once they got the ball, they just completely advanced it up the field, numbers in the box right away. And it was like, I, you, you blink and they're right there, you know, with a great chance to score. So it's going to be tough. I mean, again, I haven't seen a lot of these other teams play, but it's to me, it's going to be tough for a, a lot of teams to compete with that uh, and, and kind of take on that kind of pressure. But uh, anyways, um, as far as calling that that kind of match, it's, you know, you still get to talk about how impressed you are with the other team. Um, and there's still a lot of a lot of building blocks to talk about with Inter themselves. It was only their third match as a club, you know, in their existence. Right. And so at some point early on, you are going to get punched in the mouth like this. And so I'm very interested to see how they rebound and they come back from that. Um, and how they and how they do the rest of the way. Again, this is a really good team. I mean, beat Rochester 2-1 in your opening match. You draw Minneapolis City 2 on the road at Ador Nelson Field. Not easy to do. 
uh, in your second match. But then, you know, you get rocked, with no pun intended, by Granite City in, in, in your third match. So we'll see what happens. Nice. Um, that, that I don't even mean – I'm literally no pun intended. I said that, and I realized right away that that was actually kind of a pun, which if nice. I – believe me, if I meant to do a pun, I would I would 100% say it because I'm You'd the king lean of into it a little bit. But, um, do you have, like, a thing? Do you have, like, a broadcast thing, you know, like – like, I haven't found like, it yet. You don't like. I haven't found like, it yet. No. Could you? Could, um, you do, could you do like the Mike Green or Green Green the like the bang? You know, like I don't know. Do no. I don't How know. about like? Uh, I think it's the Sacramento Kings guy. He's like, you know, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. But you could do. <laughs> you don't like you if you don't like that. You don't like UPSL soccer. Could you do that? I, I gotta find my thing. I got to find my thing. I do get, it is really easy. Cause I, my whole thing I was worried about was like, you know, soccer broadcasters really need to go from like zero to 60 when there's a goal. Right. Cause that's like, that's like the phrase like zero to 60 or zero to a hundred, but, but yeah. Okay. Fair. You're right. Like, go. I'm, talking, you're, I'm talking about like, like cars, like, like cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so I was like, Oh man, how am I going to like, get that excited when a goal happens but it's very very easy to get that excited when a goal happens like you're you're going a game and somebody puts in the back of the net you automatically get there so it's you know it's it's not that bad but it's uh it's cool i I, i'm still learning it's i still don't think it's very good from my end in terms of broadcasting but uh i'm getting better i feel like and uh hopefully hopefully next time out on saturday i do well do they do they like post the videos like youtube like the broadcast no, but you can go back and watch it on my Kuju. Oh, it's on Kuju? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened, but I, I definitely want to. Um, you should get a thing, though. You need, like, a thing. I do, I do need a thing. I'm only two, I'm only two games in, Ethan. What's your, what's your, what, how do you intro, like, 10K? Like, what, what? How do I intro 10K? I say, yeah, welcome, you... welcome, welcome in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Could you do that? No. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to do that, though. Um, I think I say welcome to Bob Pate Stadium, you know, okay. then going to do you shout out 10K on the broadcast like a little bit of I do promo. Not, no. promo. I do not. Is it hard to do? Do you want to do it? No, I really don't even think about it to be honest. Oh, you don't? Okay. So like people are always like, oh, you should post a picture at the match and like tweet the link and stuff. But like when I'm there, I'm so worried on like making sure I don't mess up anybody's name and like get the lineups correct and like, you know, don't basically just don't mess up that like I don't even think about like promoting it at all. You know, are you on the PA speaker too, or no? Yes. So oh, I do PA do and I do the actual broadcast. So it's very, very. Oh, okay. You do easy. both. Yeah. Do you have like? Do you work against someone? Like, do you have someone with you up there? Or no. Yeah. Yeah. One of the. Okay. Uh, one of the uh, owners of the club is up there with me. So. And he he's also on the call. Yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah, he's um, like a color commentator. So. Nice. Nice. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That could, no, you should. You should tweet a link and stuff. I'm sure. Like, you'd have a lot of people like tuning in and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they, evidently they do have people tuning in because there were people like you know commenting on the stream and stuff. So like that's that's cool. Oh, cool. People actually like are are watching. You guys have replay? Do you do replay? Like instant replay? Yeah. Like instant. during the matches, like if it's a goal. No. No. Oh, okay. Because no, it's not that. Uh, it's not that serious. It's literally me, the color commentator, and the guy who's you know running the camera. That's it. Oh, okay. Because uh, NPL City, I was watching like, I was watching their game. They have they have instant. They got a good they got a good like squad of volunteers at Minneapolis City. I will say that. Yeah, I yeah I, they're they're great. Um, 
Joy's game, like when Eris or when we like Eris played them, they didn't have it, but their first game, home game, that like, broadcast was amazing. No, it was nuts. Like, yeah. I, th- I thought sports, that's, I think, I thought that's what they were gonna have for Eris. I was so excited to like send my mom the link afterwards and be like, Mom, like, I was all, I was on TV. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but no, but no, even they, uh, uh, Joy uses Cujo as well, and like, okay, it's pretty, it's solid. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good for what it is. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Circling back here to uh, what happened in lower league soccer this past weekend. Now we're going to the Minnesota Amateur Soccer League Division One. Um, FC Minnesota, defending champs, and they continue to impress a 3-0 win over Valora 2 over the weekend. Um, Spam FC gets in the win column, 5-2 over Lions FC. And then uh, Dynamo FC St. Cloud doubles up Fire SC 4-2 in their, in their opener as well. And then over in Wapassel, the WPASL, uh, Bateau FC really making a statement with a 2-0 win over Lobos. Uh, a lot of people in the preseason picked Lobos to uh, win the league. I picked Lobos to win the league. And Bateau being the defending champs have a little bit of chip of a chip on their shoulder. And Josh Ramph, our good buddy, 1-0 as a head coach for Bateau. So good for him and, and good for good for Bateau going out and, uh, and getting a big win early. Um. Well, you know, Jeremy, um, you know, it's great what they're doing on the field, but you know what really matters for Bateau and Spam? They're, they're off the field merchandise. Uh, shopspamfc.com and batofcshop.com. Um, 10% off with code POD. Um, but no, it, it's great to have these leagues playing again and uh, some fun results. Yes, yes, it is. Um, thank you for the plug, Ethan. I can always count on you for that. Um, another crazy match talking, we talked about the, uh, Med City FC and, uh, and Sioux Falls match in the UPSL. Another, uh, another pretty wild one in Wapassel this weekend is Barron comes back from a two nil halftime deficit to knock off Hayward Wolfpack three to two, a late stoppage time winner for Barron as well to get the upper hand in that one. Um, Spartan FC, unfortunately forced to forfeit their opener versus Poskin Jets. Um, and then more unfortunate news in Wapassel as St. Croix Valley, Will be uh will be ceasing operations. They'll be uh they'll be folding, uh dropping out of Wapassal effective immediately. So the league will be down to seven teams for the remainder of the campaign. Um, so down from eight to seven. Uh, the matches that did happen this past weekend were very exciting. So hopefully we can get more of that as we move forward in the uh, Wapassal season. Yeah, it uh, unfortunately for St. Croix Valley or um, New Orleans North as we. We called them. Yeah. Um, oh, man. We can't talk. Oh, man. That's going to be the worst part. We don't get to talk about New Orleans North anymore. Yeah, we don't get New Orleans Great North. Great crest. Top-notch. Top-notch yeah. crest. Um, but, yeah, no. I uh, – um, yeah, this, the Sparta one was, was a bummer. Um, I was – I was once again, I was fortunate enough to be there. I'm, I I don't know if we mentioned this before, but I'm also, you know, uh, playing for Sparta FC um, out of Spartan – or out of Sparta, Wisconsin, which is like yeah. half an hour from La Crosse, where Eris is based. Um, and, and, you know, I'm really, you know, once again, really fortunate to be able to play for, uh, for Sparta as well. Um, yeah, no, it was a bummer that we, we, we didn't, we couldn't put 11 out there. Um, but uh, we ended up just playing a friendly, um, but obviously doesn't really count for anything. But uh, mm-hmm. Poskin, they got a lot of good players and the Jets. Um, so, and some of the guys I recognize when I played for Bateau and they're now playing for the Jets. So 
nice. and I think I think they'll be solid and um, it was, it, you know it's fun yeah you know you're gonna have those kind of uh early early season uh you know struggles especially when you talk about we mentioned earlier you know college guys still not necessarily available yet you know your your numbers might be might be uh down and then you know you have something out of your hands happen like like car trouble you know which happened in this case and and that can lead to uh you know not having the numbers needed so again hopefully moving forward though we can get more of the excitement we saw in the bateau lobos and baron hayward wolfpack matches for sure um Moving up a couple levels, though, into a professional soccer, USL League One. Speaking of excitement, forward Madison beats North Carolina FC 1-0 on a late-game winner from Derek Gebhard. Um, very dramatic return to Bree Stevens for the Mingos. Uh, if you remember last year, they had to play in uh, Wauwatosa uh, because of uh, the uh, COVID protocols in Madison. They were not able to play at their home stadium. Um, so this is their first time back in uh, over 600 days. Uh, back at their home field in Madison at Bree Stevens. And uh, again, very dramatic way to win your opener. Um, they dominated the entire, the entire match. Um, the, the shots were very lopsided. Uh, so very deserved late goal from Derek Gebhard. Um, and we actually were fortunate enough to have Derek on the latest episode of Talking Flock. Myself and Rob Chappell talked to him about the goal, about his soccer background about celebrating in the, uh, in the, uh, the flock end and knocking down a barrier after the goal happened. Uh, very, very cool chat with Derek. So check that out. Episode two of talk and flock, find that wherever you get your podcast, new episodes come out every Monday for that as well. Um, and, and, uh, Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, top, top 50 on iTunes. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. We were 47th yesterday. I don't know. I don't have no idea what's going on there, but I'm very happy to see that. Uh, and it's been, it's been huge. I mean, when you, when you put out a podcast and you have the best, you know, team fan base in professional soccer, you know, I guess it's not too, too surprising when you get that kind of boost from it, but uh, definitely very cool. Definitely very grateful for everybody who's checked out talking flock. And, you know, when you, when you score a game winner, you know, as, as, as the old adage goes, when you score a game winner, people want to hear you talk about it. And yeah. uh, so, absolutely. You know, th- thanks to Derek for, for not only lifting the loons to a win, uh, the, mingos the Mingos to a win, the Mingos to a win, but lifting Talking Flock to top 50 on iTunes. Yes, he's just doing everything. He's the everything guy this week. So I uh, can't thank him enough. Um, so go check that out if you haven't. Speaking of the loons, though. This was this was a three minute difference, Ethan. So Derek Gebhardt scores the late game winner in stoppage time to give them a one nil win over North Carolina, and then three minutes later, Robin Lud puts one in the back of the net in stoppage time for Minnesota United to give them a one nil home win over FC Dallas. Very very weird that these circumstances came together like this. The exact same thing basically happens for both Ford Madison and Minnesota United three minutes apart. Um, so that was it. That was that was very very cool uh, to see that happen. Very uh, much needed win for the Loons um, as they win their second in a row after the rough starts. Um, Sam from Pod on You Loons and I talked about it on Post Loons. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do go check that out. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, just a big win for the Loons after after the rough start, getting their second in a row. And, and like I feel like I heard a lot of negative stuff about Robin, like this season early on um i don't think there's been a lot of negative stuff about lud uh this year 
But early on in his Minnesota United career, it's, I mean, it took him a long time to score a goal in a Loon's uniform. And that's kind of what he was brought in for to score goals. So uh, he was, he was getting criticized early on, but uh, I think from the mid part of last year on to now, he has been one of, if not, I, I guess saying he's their most important piece just alone is probably a, a little bit much, but he's definitely been one of their most crucial pieces on the attack. Um, and um, he was, if anybody deserved to have that game winner, it was him because he was, he was so good in that match. So it was good to see him get that winner. Just don't count out the loons. Don't count them out, out, baby. Don't count out the loons. Shop10kpitches.com. Shop10kpitches.com. A couple, just a few off-season notes for the, or off-season, off-field notes for the loons. Uh, Newly signed striker Adrian Unu is in the country quarantining and will be available for their next match on the 29th at RSL. And the club finally officially announced the signing of Italian left winger Franco Fragapane. Um, he's going to have to go through some COVID protocols uh, once he gets in the country and things like that. So his status for the 29th is a little bit up in arms, but uh, you know, he'll definitely be available in June for the loons, which is a lot more important because that is when uh, Minnesota United will be down a few guys due to international duty and the euros. So having a guy like Fragapane in at that point will be, will be huge. Just having another body, another quality guy in the attack. All right, now it's interview time on 10K. Back to the traditional guest interviews this week. Very happy to talk with Duluth FC head coach, Sean Morgan, ahead of their opener against Joy Athletic this weekend. Hope you enjoy this little conversation, and we'll be back on the other side to break down what is coming up this weekend in Lower League Soccer. But first, let me tell you about our newest sponsor, Surfshark VPN. Protecting your online data and information, especially in a COVID or post-COVID era, is more important now than it has ever been. Hackers, fishers, email spammers, they are absolutely licking their chops right now because things like remote work and overall more time spent online means more victims. Don't let that be you. Surfshark VPN protects your online data so you can browse and work with the peace of mind knowing that you're doing so safely and securely. Surfshark has a super fast connection so your online experience will be uninterrupted. And if you look at any tech magazine or online resource, Surfshark consistently in the top two or top three and their price blows their competitors absolutely out of the water. Right now, you can get two years of full Surfshark VPN service on unlimited devices for just $2.49 per month. That's $2.49 per month. You will not find a better deal than this. Just visit surfshark.deals slash 10K. That's surfshark, S-U-R-F-S-H-A-R-K dot deals, D-E-A-L-S slash the number 10K, 10K. And you'll get that Surfshark VPN for just $2.49 per month. Thank you so much to Surfshark for sponsoring 10,000 pitches. And as always, I implore you, I ask you, please support the great companies and businesses that support 10K. All right, now on to this week's interview. Now joining the show is the former Duluth FC standout and a man who is currently tied for most assists in club history. Now he's the head coach of the Blue Greens. It's Sean Morgan. Sean, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me again. Um, before we get into your, uh, you know, your coaching career, your coaching hire with Duluth FC in the upcoming season, I kind of want to get a sense of your soccer playing background and specifically pre and post Duluth FC. Cause we do know a lot about your, uh, your three or four year career with the blue greens, but you know, how did you get to Duluth FC and what, what have you been doing since? Yeah. Um, so 
I've been, I moved over to Duluth um, from Northern Ireland originally from Belfast. I came over here in 2012. I was recruited by Barry Chasty to play at St. Scholastica. Um, so played there for, for four years of my college career. Um, and then it just so happened that uh, Tim Sass, our general manager and owner at Duluth, um, you know, we wanted to, he had started an amateur team um, in Duluth, just in the Duluth Amateur Soccer League that runs in the summertime here. Um, and he kind of wanted to take it to the next level and, and see what we could, uh, what we could do um, for the city and um, kind of providing a pathway for, for locals to play at a decent level of soccer. Um, and at that point, MPSL hadn't really been, been formalized, but that was uh, ultimately the goal to, to join that conference and that league. And, um, yeah, so I finished up, I finished up school in 2016 and, um, late 2015, early 2016, um, me and, and Tom Corcoran, who's now the assistant at University of Dubuque, we sat down with, with Tim and hadn't never met him before. And, um, just kind of heard what he, what he, uh, what he, what he had planned and what he wanted to do. And, um, you know, kind of went went from there, and at that point we were just players, like weren't too too much involved in the back end of things. And mm-hmm. um, twenty sixteen, I believe it was, we started um, fifteen or sixteen. We played in the APL for a year, um, which was mostly made up of a lot of teams that ended up joining the MPSL North Conference. Yep. So it was like a mini MPSL if if you if you follow it. Um, so yeah, just we played in that league for a year, and then um, obviously the following season we we joined um, the MPSL in, in sixteen, I believe, and um, you know the rest is history. Uh, a lot of local players, um, predominantly made up from from Scholastica, uh, current players and grads, and then um, UWS players, uh, a couple of local boys. So yeah, a, a pretty local feel um, for a couple of years. So you mentioned coming to Duluth to play at St. Scholastica. Why, why Duluth and why St. Scholastica specifically, you know, coming all the way from Northern Ireland here to uh, Northern Minnesota? Yeah, so um, I'm sure you're aware, like there's a lot of like recruiting overseas now in the college yep. game is, is huge. And um, at that, around 2012, um, it was kind of somewhat in its infancy. Um, it was a pretty new thing. Um, so I had... The same way a lot of people do it um, overseas in Europe and the UK, there's there's different agencies that, that um, you basically pay a little bit of money to and they get you exposure to, to college coaches in the United States through um, video and sometimes the coaches will come over and watch games live. And I went through that process and um, had contact with a ton of different colleges all over the States and um, kind of over time, like the one that stuck out the most was was St. Scholastica through Barry Chastis, the current head coach who's been been around Scholastica for a long time now and mm. um yeah I mean I weighed up my options um you know could have went to other places but it was really Barry's persistency and in, in um continuing to reach out to me and, and selling really selling Duluth and Scholastica to me and um you know at the time too there was a lot of of, of current players that were from the UK and it made it a lot easier for me to kind of settle here and I got some family that live in St. Paul have been down there for, for 30 years, 40 years. Wow. And it just seemed like a, a no brainer at the time to come over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you were playing with Duluth FC uh, during your time as a player specifically, were there any conversations or did you, I guess, when did you start having the thought that maybe you wanted to be involved in the organization involved with the club more long-term, or did you even have those thoughts um, when you were, uh, when you were playing? No, not not honestly. When I was 
playing. I mean, I've always had an interest in in coaching. Like I've coached, uh, I've coached a lot of youth teams both at home whenever I was I was younger, um, and then coming over here, I've been involved with the Gitch Club since I arrived in 2012, and um, from a graduated too, I've been on on Barry's staff as an assistant for for the last four or five years now. And um, while I was playing, and I just uh, under the previous coach Joel, I think it just came. It came to an end for me. The club, like he wanted to take things in a different direction in terms of the players he was recruiting in, and yep. you know it's tough up here to play year round because of the weather, and you know there's not a lot of competitive soccer for nine months of the year, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just didn't, I did personally didn't really keep myself in great shape um, to play, and and I'd been coaching at that point at CSS for for a couple of years, and. I knew that I knew that Joel was moving on in, in 19, um, the end of 19, start of 2020. And, um, you know, I wanted to I wanted to progress myself and kind of test myself as a coach at the next level, having been involved with, with Scholastica for a while. And um, I've always I've always thought of myself as, as a student of the game and um, really enjoy watching games and learning about the game and, and seeking different perspectives and philosophies. And, um, yeah, I just thought, you know, why not? Like. Yes, you know, I might be might be young, but I feel like I've got a fair amount of experience now, both from the playing side and, and from the coaching side in the last couple of years. And it seemed like a natural progression for someone that was local, um, had a strong interest in soccer, knew the game, and and you know, to be a part of this club has been it's been fantastic for me for the last couple of years. And I think it's it's a perfect way for me to try and give back to to the club and and you know, develop soccer in the area longer term. So after departing Duluth FC the first time around, did, did you know that you wanted to stay in the area for sure long term, or were there any thoughts of maybe going back to Northern Ireland or or going going in, anywhere else? Or, or I mean, you mentioned you know coaching at CSS and kind of that that mean. But what was, uh, sorry, that's all right. That's all right. No worries. Uh, but what was uh, what was your plan, or did you have a plan in the, in the meantime? Were you just kind of coaching and kind of taking it day by day, or did you have any plans to to do something else before the the coaching job came up? Yeah, I mean, no, not really. To be honest, uh, twenty uh, after college, the 20, 2017, um, I got married. Uh, my wife's from from the air, and we kind of uh, made this place our base, and mm-hmm. um, it's all that I've known since I've been over here, and I had no real. Um, we talked about moving and, and this and that, and it got to a point where we kind of settled down a little bit here and that was, our plan was to be here maybe shorter term and it's turned out to be a little bit longer than what we planned. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like a natural progression. Like I'm, I'm more than happy, really, really enjoy being part of Scholastica and part of Barry's coaching staff. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, it just, it kind of made sense to kind of stay in the area and this was the natural progression. So the 20 feet of snow every winter isn't enough to keep you to, to push you away. <laughs> I know. I, I wish somebody had told me before I moved over here what it was <laughs> like. Believe, believe it or not, like Duluth was, Duluth was billed to me as being a mini San Francisco. And uh, it doesn't really, doesn't I mean, I really turn out that way. I guess during the summer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, we've, got, we've got some hills and obviously not as big as, as those in San Francisco, the valleys yeah. and that, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you get used to. To be fair, I mean, I'm happy enough with with uh, with life up here. It's it's a really nice part of the country, and the, the people are fantastic. You know. Yeah, that's exactly what I tell my my family. Uh, I'm from Illinois, so a little bit south of Minnesota. And they're like, mm-hmm. man, how do you deal with those Minnesota winters? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you get used to it after a while. You know, just yeah, it it is what it is. The summers are worth it, is what I tell them. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, definitely. Put a couple of extra layers on. You get used to the winter time, but the summers are uh, summers are top notch, hard to beat. Definitely, definitely. Um, so let's talk about your your coaching role here with Duluth FC. So you were hired in February of 2020, literally right before the pandemic hits. Uh, at that point, everything changed. Uh, being so new in that role, what was it like navigating a, a postponed and then eventually canceled season? And then I'm curious, once you realize that there wouldn't be a season, what specifically did you begin to focus on with the club itself? Did you take on kind of a new role, a new focus? Kind of what was that whole whole time like for you specifically? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was hired, um, you know, like there was a couple of months before the pandemic and, um, you know, I was focused on getting everything, everything ready team-wise. Um, you know, recruiting players and looking locally and, and trying to form form a team and a, and a solid base for us. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we had all that figured out. Um, you know, I'd done all the all the groundwork for that and, um, you know, recruited the guts of almost 30 boys into play. And, um, you know, it was only a couple of weeks, I think, before people were due to come in that everything um, was put on hold. So up until that point, like, I was fully planned, you know, Everything, everything was ready to go. You know, housing for the, for the players that were coming in. All the players have been recruited, signed, um, session plans drawn up, and you know, at that point, there's just not much, you, not much you can really do. I mean, initially, I think a lot of people like myself, like thought, you know, it would be maybe a month or two or postponed until you know later in June or something. But mm. obviously, it didn't turn out that way. And um, yeah, I mean, once it once it wasn't going ahead, I mean, I. I uh, you know, we were pretty lucky up here where um, we were able to coach through through Gitch, um the youth for for majority of the summer, pretty much the whole of July and August. And um, you know, Scholastica started thereafter, so I was pretty focused on that and developed myself as a coach. Um, awesome. Took a couple of coaching courses last year and um, just tried to develop my own knowledge of the game. And um, but yeah, I mean, in regard to the club, I think my role probably probably changed too. Um, you know, become over the last year I've become a lot more involved within the club, um, not just as a coach, but um trying to develop a longer term plan for what the club looks like in three to five years. And yep. um, you know, trying to have a focus um on local development of players in the area and how we can kind of create a pipeline um to give people the opportunity here locally to to play at a higher level and um you know, even as far as like trying to get trying to get new sponsors on on board and trying to promote the club as much as possible, and um, yeah, it's definitely become much more in the last year, much more of a much more of an admin role as well. Um, yeah. But you know, at this point, with the, with all that kind of in the rear mirror now, um, focuses on the season. So, did you have a sense of of what that kind of administrative role would be like before you started taking on maybe more of those responsibilities? And do you have maybe a, a not that you didn't appreciate it before, but maybe a newfound appreciation for what goes into trying to get sponsors aboard and, and all the things it takes to keep a lower league club afloat, especially coming off the heels of a pandemic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's easy for people to, to, to look, you know, from the outside in and just, just think, you know, these things just fall into place. And, um, you know, in the last year I've had a lot more exposure to it and it's really, really not the case. Like we have, Duluth is a small club and, um, you know, the community members are a part of the club and people that volunteer their time. Like nobody, nobody gets paid to do any of this. And 
mm-hmm. um, you know, the amount of time and the amount of effort put in is 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 fantastic. To be honest, it's phenomenal, and um, you know, I can't thank people around the club enough for for helping um, you know achieve what we have managed to come down through the pandemic here, and we look you know set to have a pretty a pretty decent season here. Hopefully, everything goes to plan, and yeah, um, yeah I mean, the admin side of it, it's just that. It, 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 so much time and effort goes into it to try and promote the club and um, get sponsorships. And especially, especially this past year, like pandemic, mm-hmm. like, you know, it looks a smaller area. Northlands, it's a close knit, small place. And, um, you know, a lot of people up here were hurting and, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of money to be, to be handed out. You know, there's a lot of other initiatives, hockey initiatives and youth, youth soccer, youth hockey, youth football, whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. um, there's really not, not a lot of money to go around. So, um, you know, trying to get people on board and keeping people on board has been has been key for us. And I think um, you know we do have a lot of support for the community, both on the sponsorship side, the host family side, and um, through other youth youth soccer organizations in the area. Like a lot of people um, volunteer their time, which is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it opened my eyes going in. I started this podcast actually in May of last year. And I really going in, I knew of the clubs, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know what lower league soccer, what that administrative side of lower league soccer was like in terms of yeah. like, nobody gets paid and it's basically yeah. another full-time job. And it's yeah. just like basically a complete labor of love. Um, and that has been, that has been a, a big eye-opening experience for me, but also something that, that I think is really cool. And I think is yeah. something super unique that somebody's going to devote all this time and all this effort for something that really they're not going to profit off of at all but is going to give playing opportunities to players. It's going to give entertainment to the community and it's just, it's going to help hopefully grow the game of soccer overall in this country. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, it's uh, like you said, labor of love and, and, you know, everybody that's involved with Duluth and I'm sure everybody that's involved, uh, all the other MPSL clubs in the conference and, and around the country, like, you know, people love the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's what, that's what, that's what they want to be a part of it. They want to feel part of the club. They want to feel part of the community. And, and that's what these clubs have, have given their local communities. And like, not just Duluth, Lacrosse, um, you know, Dakota and Fargo, Minneapolis. Like we, we, it's been phenomenal how much like a, a, a homegrown grassroots club like Minneapolis has been able to grow in the last couple of years, you know. And um, to be fair, I think between them and other clubs that we've seen, like, Detroit, um, for instance, yeah, you know, all homegrown and, and, you know, to see where these clubs are, are kind of going with, with the club and the track trajectory that they're on, um, is fantastic. And it, it gives us, it gives everybody something to, 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 uh, shoot for, you know? Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, I'm sure that provides a lot of inspiration for you guys and kind of gives you that mm-hmm. extra little boost to keep on moving. Um, so now let's actually talk about the 2021 NPSL North season. Finally, we get back to a sense of normalcy season already underway. You guys have your opener Saturday hosting joy athletic at public school stadium. What's the preseason been like, uh, you know, this preseason specifically, and how has the process been in terms of building a roster and getting guys in? Um, in terms of building a roster, getting guys in, um, it's been ongoing really since um, since the pandemic started. To be yeah. quite honest, I mean, I've been in touch with with players um, right the way through. Um, you know, boys that are returning for for another shot after two or three years here previously, mm-hmm. and um, you know, through through the soccer community, just 
you know, in the Midwest and further beyond and any and coaching courses and stuff that I've been on, I've been lucky to to kind of build up some contacts with with um, with college coaches across the country and, and people have been getting in touch with me and players reach out to Duluth because of what we've achieved in the last couple of years since we've been, um, you know, since our inception. And um, yeah, I mean, the recruiting side, it takes a lot of time. You got to watch a lot of footage and um, touch base with a lot of people, keep track of things. But um, yeah, I think, I think on the recruiting side, definitely, uh, definitely brought in some good talent this year. I think, um, you know, boys are hungry and eager, eager to get going and, um, you know, I think given the history of the club, people are well aware of, of what we've achieved in the past. And, you know, we're hoping to, to move in the same vein this year and, and, and be successful. Absolutely. Um, so some of the clubs in the conference already have, you know, you guys have your open this weekend, but some clubs already have two matches under their belt. A couple have one, you know, the season officially started, it'll be two weeks as of the time that, that you guys actually start. Is there any particular reason the schedule seems to be staggered like this in terms of the starts and, uh, you know, maybe specifically why you guys are kicking off so much later than some of the other clubs? Um, I mean, from as far as I was aware, um, in terms of like the original fixtures and stuff that I was sent, um, we our first game was supposed to be last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't kicking off like the two weekends kind of prior. And yeah. um, with the way... With the way the college season worked this this year, um, with the pandemic, a lot of colleges ended up having like conference schedules, or um, a junior college they're having a nationals full blown schedule. Yeah, we just in the, saw in the spring. We just saw D one had their national championship Monday night, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, a lot of schools going later, and um, you know, we we recruited fairly heavily from from um, a lot of colleges across the country, and um, boys not just with their not just with their conference uh conference schedules and winding down on, on the soccer season but um you know a lot of the people coming in are, co- are college players and they have finals in school to take care of and um they're not able to get here on certain dates and um it's shortened down our preseason from what um i would have liked to have for sure but mm-hmm. um you know there's there's not much you can do about that you, you know it's not it's not just us i know that there's other clubs in the conference that are still waiting on players to come in and yeah. um it just so it just so happened this year that we took more more players from outside the area than we have previous and and mm-hmm. you know we have to be mindful of of um you know their schooling and and getting finals done and then being able to travel up so we definitely we started maybe a week a week later than everybody else but um from what i've seen in training this week i don't think uh you know, I, I think we're trending in the right direction already. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully with uh, a couple more boys coming in over the next couple of days, we'll be in good shape. Are you going to have your full roster for the opener on Saturday? Uh, no, we, we won't have our full roster. We have pretty, pretty close to it. I think uh, there's a couple of boys that are still playing uh, junior college uh, district finals or this weekend. So we're missing okay. three, I think. Um, but it. we'll be pretty, pretty close by the end of the week. Yeah, definitely. Um, final question here. So perennially Duluth FC is at, or at least near the top of the table in this conference, you know, Minneapolis city looks to be as advertised through a pair of matches. Joy athletic, who you guys play on Saturday has been very impressive in so far in their debut season. Um, how yep. are you feeling about your squad this season specifically and sort of maintaining that standard the club has set in years past in terms of, you know, where you guys usually end up in this conference table? Yeah. I mean, as I said, like we've, we've, since our inception of the of the club like we've had uh we've been we've been lucky to have um success and 
maybe not lucky. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that you make your own luck, and yeah. I think we've been, we've had, we've had good players and good teams over the last couple of years, and um, you know, good coaching as well, and it's brought everything to the top, and it's managed, it's manifested itself, and what those teams were able to do over the years, and. Um, but yeah, I think I think the players that we have coming in this year, uh, really really good caliber of player. Um, everybody's eager. Everybody, you know, we've we've a good mix of 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 people that have been at the club before. Um, spent spent two years here, three years here, and um, you know, have have are on maybe the 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 later stages of their college career as juniors and seniors, and um, you know, they're well versed with the conference and. And then added to that, we've got a good mix of other boys that are coming in that are playing at good colleges across the country, both, you know, Division Two, NAIA schools, junior colleges, Division Three schools, um, but a good calibre of, of programmes that they're coming from. And, um, you know, I have a, I'm a firm believer in, in you know, our, our goal as a club um, this year, and, and it, it always has been that, um, you know, in my experience from from being with with Duluth through a couple of different coaches, Cal Bacas and Joe Pearson, like, First and foremost, like we're we're here to develop these players and and try and improve them as much as possible over the summertime. Um, you know, we we have a good track record of a as a club um, of developing players and and you know them going on to play at a, at a higher level. We have a couple of boys that went and played USL like Dami Vader two years ago and Danny Bental and um, you know ultimately that's the goal to send these boys back after the summer having had a, a really good experience and improve themselves as players through our coaching um, and the games and the level of the conference. And then second to that, you know, we, we've always had um, the club itself is, is I, I think, identifies as, as a pretty hardworking club, um, just like the people up here, um, you know, very down to earth, blue collar, um, hardworking. And I think that work ethic, um, you know, definitely shows through in the games and in training and, I mean, the last the last week for you know, we have four or five returners and a lot of new players this year, and um, already like you can see the eagerness and the intensity that they're bringing to every session, and um, you know, boys really really pushing themselves and and want to learn and want to improve and and want to strive for success this summer, and um, you know, it's going to be a very tough test on Saturday. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, joy have joy of a very good team, a lot of experienced players. Um, a lot of youthful players that have come through very good clubs in the Twin Cities and 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 further afield. And um, you know, I've watched watched a little bit of footage over the last the last two games that they played, and they were quite unlucky at the weekend. Um, mm. You know, yeah, very very. They'll be a good team. Um, I think the conference is probably at a at a pretty strong level than it yeah. has been um, in previous years. So it'll be uh it'll be exciting. But looking forward to the challenge. Um, you know, I think it'll be. It will be much more of a challenge this year with a lot more evenly matched teams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, looking forward to it. Like I said, it will be very difficult, but um, you know, I have every confidence in in, in our players, and and I think uh, you know, hopefully, come come the weekend, will they'll prove me right. Well, 15 months after getting hired, Sean, you finally get to coach your first official NPSL North match. So best of luck on Saturday. And I very much appreciate you joining the uh, the 10,000 Pitches podcast. Hopefully we can talk again very soon. Yeah, definitely, Jeremy. Thank you very much for having me on. Really, really appreciate it. Take care. Yep. Sean Morgan, head coach of Duluth FC on 10K. They take on Joy Athletic Saturday. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you very much.
Big thanks again to Sean Morgan, head coach of Duluth FC, for chatting with us ahead of their opener this weekend against Joy Athletic. And that is where we're going to kick off our on tap segment in the NPSL North. One of the bigger matches this weekend uh, as uh, Duluth hosts Joy there at Denfield Stadium. That's at Saturday, 7 o'clock. Also happening on Saturday at 7 o'clock over in the Dakotas, over in uh, Moorhead, uh, Dakota Fusion hosts Med City uh, there at Jim Gata Stadium in Moorhead. And then uh, Minneapolis City on Wednesday, the rivalry returns. Minneapolis City and Duluth FC, Wednesday, May 26th. That's at 7 o'clock at Ador Nelson Field. So a lot of good matchups coming up in the NPSL. Over in the UPSL North, or the that's what we call it, that's what we call it. It's the Midwest Conference, West Division. Uh, Minneapolis City 2 hosts Brooklyn Knights there at Ador Nelson Field. That's at Saturday at 6 p.m. Inner Minneapolis. I'm going to be there at Bob Pate Stadium for that one as Inter takes on Vlora. Uh, and uh, a little bit of uh, interesting backstory with this one. Jason Popkin, the coach for Inter Minneapolis, was the coach of Vlora in 2019 when they won the conference championship. And now he's coaching Inter Minneapolis, taking on his, uh, his former team. So very, very uh, intriguing matchup, that one at Bob Pate Stadium in Burnsville. So that's a 7 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Um, on Sunday, Dakota Young Stars host Rochester FC. It's uh, at Sunday at 5 p.m. at the University of Sioux Falls, uh, Sioux Falls Sports Complex. And then rounding out the weekend, a big one there in, uh, in St. Cloud as Granite City FC hosts FC Minneapolis at St. Cloud Tech High School. 7.30 kickoff there Sunday night to round out the UPSL slate. And then over in Wisconsin, Wapassel, Lobos take on Poskin Jets at Merrill High School. That's at 2 p.m. on three, or uh, again, that's Sunday at 2 p.m., excuse me. Uh, 3.30 on Sunday, Barron hosts FC Minimo at Birch Street Soccer Field. And then uh, Bateau continues their 2021 campaign against Spartan FC uh, at Eau Claire Soccer Park. That's a six o'clock kickoff on Sunday night. Um, Ethan taking on his former club, Bateau FC. So maybe a little bit of a little bit of a backstory there. Maybe we can build the drama ahead of that one, Ethan. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much drama there is, uh, Jeremy. I am I am excited though to uh, um, to uh, play Bateau uh, on Sunday with uh, Sparta. Um, hopefully, we get enough guys. Um, yeah. But but um, but no, it'll be it'll be exciting. Like obviously, you get to see good friend of the pot, uh, Josh, um, and then just some of the other guys, and I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and Should be yeah, hopefully, one. hopefully we're competitive and hopefully it's a lot of fun. There you go. And then uh, in the uh, Minnesota Amateur Soccer League Division One on Sunday, Cardinals and Stegman's 1977 at McMurray Fields at 2 p.m. Uh, Haka and Fire SC at Lakewood Hills. That's at 4 p.m. FC Minnesota, the defending champs, and uh, they're off to a very, very good start in their 2021 campaign. They host Lions FC at Hazelwood Park at 4 p.m. And then over there at Whitney Park, in uh, St. Louis Park, uh, Spam FC take on Dynamo FC St. Cloud. That's actually at Whitney Park in St. Cloud, excuse me, not St. Louis Park. Um, so Dynamo FC hosting that one against Spam at 4 p.m. on Sunday. And then moving up, Ford Madison hosts Union Omaha at Bree Stevens Field on Wednesday the 26th. They are off this weekend, uh, but that's a big one for Ford Madison as Union Omaha are one of the favorites to win the entire league this year. So we'll see what the Mingos have in store for them at home next Wednesday. And then, um, you know, uh, it's an off weekend for Minnesota United, but they will be back at it next Saturday, the 29th against RSL. 
another post loons will be coming your way afterward presented by our good good friends over at ninth street soccer and coffee and that is what's coming up in the world of local lower league and uh professional soccer i guess we could we covered it all right not just lower league so we we got it all um i i'm pretty sure union omaha last year was like gonna play in the championship game but then like yeah happened but yeah so both the usl championship and usl league one title games were canceled because of covid and they actually ran them back um this past weekend on espn2 so it was actually the first ever usl league one match that was broadcast on espn2 and it was a rematch uh, of what was supposed to be the championship game against Greenville. So uh, very, very cool. And that ended up in a 1-1 draw. So we didn't actually get to get, get to crown an unofficial champion there because it ended in a draw. But uh, both clubs very good. You, you, you need Omaha actually with a banger made SC top 10 uh, to get that draw. So it'll be really, really interesting to see how forward Madison matches up against them. That's going to be kind of a, a good measuring stick game for the Mingos, I think, to see how good they really are. Also, Union Omaha has got uh, a really cool logo and like branding. They're just, they're another one of those very well ran clubs. They yeah, really are. I'm like, there, there's a reason they were in the title game last year. And there's a reason why they're one of the favorite, they're picked as one of the favorites to win this year. Um, they're just a, another one of those professional USL clubs that they just do it right. Very much like Ford Madison. They just do it right. Ethan, read us a nice review. You know what, Jeremy? Instead of just reading one nice review, I think it's time for us to give a nice review back to just all the listeners who have, you know, through thick and thin, uh, stuck with us for 50 episodes. Um, okay. I'm going to leave the, I'm going to leave the listeners a nice review right now. Cue the music. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So, so what you got to do is you subject gotta, line. Yep. Also, how many stars? How many stars? Oh, five stars. Five stars. Okay. Five stars. And we need, we need, what would you, what's your, what would your username be? Like, what would it? My username would be probably grateful pod host. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really like grateful. 84. I don't know. Great, grateful, but like the Jesus six pod yep. host like underscore mn underscore sports underscore 43 there you or go. like Boom. or like 95 for the like, yeah exactly that's exactly okay. what it would be thank you ethan subject line reads 10 out of 10 would recommend exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point <laughs> okay. Maybe body of mode. review reads I couldn't recommend these listeners more. They are so loyal and so fun to engage with on social media. Thank you to all of the great listeners who make 10K the podcast it is. End review. That was that was good. Well, that was all right. Um, like like yeah, I could have done better. 10K, I was unprepared. That was off the cuff. But like the motto here at 10K is, you know, a lot of bit of stars, a little bit of words, and you did a lot of bit of words. But well, I couldn't. You know, you know, our listeners are so awesome. I couldn't do a little bit of words. It wouldn't do them justice. 
yeah, if, if someone deserves a lot of bit of words, it's it's the 10K. 10K. It's team 10K. I already came up with a tagline for it. Hashtag Team 10K. I okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe maybe we could workshop that. You know, we could workshop. Yeah, you know, that. maybe we, <laughs> maybe we take, put together a few focus groups. See what yeah, happens. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to the we'll talk to the board the, the, the <laughs> that oversees us. All right. Well, that has been episode 50 of 10,000 Pitches. Can't say it was one of our better episodes, but you know what? It's okay. We uh, we put together a good hour worth of content here. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, conversation. Conversation. Wow. That is exactly why this episode has been terrible. I can't even talk tonight. You, you, we got to um, redo this outro. You got to redo this outro. No, I'm just I'm going to leave it. No, we're Jeremy, Jeremy, we got to restart the outro. We got to restart it. Why? We're not, we're not making content. We're, we're telling stories. All right. That's. That's the t- the new 10K way. We don't we don't make content. We tell stories, okay? So we can't talk about how we're making content. We we talk about how we're telling stories. All right. We got we got to rerun this intro. We got to outro outro rather. Okay. Well, that'll do and, it for episode 50 of 10,000 pitches. Thank you so much for tuning in. We very much appreciate it. Uh, you know, might not have been one of our better episodes, but uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation with Sean Morgan from Duluth FC. Hope you enjoyed Ethan and I's banter uh believe me there's plenty of it to go in the post credits so stick around after after the uh after the 10k jam ends because uh, there's plenty of that to go around too yeah thank you guys so much or guys and girls for uh for tuning in to um to another episode episode 50 um you know it's been it's an honor to uh to be here for 50 and we hope to have you know 50 more um and uh and yeah thank you again imagine where we'll be at episode 100 if we get there, I'm not not necessarily counting my chickens. I, I think we'll be there. I think we'll get there. I hope we'll get there. But I'm just I'm curious as to where we'll be in our lives at episode 100. Um. Well, like, what is that? 50 weeks away? How many weeks are in a so year? Probably another year, give or take away. There's only 50 weeks in a year. 52 weeks in a year, Ethan. Go back to go back to high school. I had no idea. Um. Um. Um, fifth. Okay, so a year from now, um, that makes sense because we're on episode fifteen, right about a year anniversary. I'll be so, about um, to get married a year from now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's I'm very big. close to getting married. Actually, a year and two days from now, I'll be getting married. You need a you need to plan that stuff like over a year out. Like like how far? Like do you have like a well, place? It's it's because of COVID. Like we wanted yeah. to wait until yeah. we could get all of our like friends and family. So like, of course, yeah. I, I proposed back in December, but we weren't going to try to have anything now. So we're like, you know what? Let's just push it and wait till we can for sure have everybody there that we want. So, yeah. Do you like? Do you have like a place booked? Oh yeah, we're pretty yeah. we're pretty far along in the planning process. Oh, okay. Pretty, okay. Cool. I'm pretty yeah. pretty excited um, about it actually. I. Uh... Did, did, did you want to propose on like uh, on the Jumbotron at like a Timberwolves versus so Jazz tacky. game? That's so tacky. No, no offense to any of our listeners who want to propose in that type of fashion, but don't do it. Just You're, don't do it. I've always wanted to like um, do the thing where like, you know, the you're like, I don't know, like you the, the kiss cam pans to you and um and uh, you like look at it kind of nervously, and then you uh, you you drop to a knee, like, and everyone gets all excited. You know how the arenas get, where they're like, oh, 
and, and like the game ops didn't see it coming. So like they're they're even pretty like home. We we gotta keep this guy on the we gotta keep this guy on the big big screen. And then you just like pick your phone up off the ground or like something like grab like just you, like, tie some, your shoe. Yeah, like <laughs> Like, and like, you really lean into it. I've always just thought that'd just be super funny. Like, I'd probably be too nervous to do it, but like, yeah, and it's Somebody kind of stupid. It, it's kind of stupid, it. admittedly, but I think you try. I think Bleacher Report would like, or like ESPN would like tweet it and be like, like, mm. check out what this guy did. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Yeah. And then like, and then get right back to like LeBron tweets, but like, it'd be like all those alert emojis to be like, fake proposal alert. Oh yeah, yeah, like, and like, and yeah, like, like Rex Chapman, you know that I'm sure. You yeah, know just tweets and emojis. Would like tweet out like check out what this guy did, like something like that. Yeah, with 19 you, emojis around it. Yeah, like yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty funny though for that day. It would. All more right. for the, more for the Twitter reactions. Well, that's 10K. <laughs> if you're still sticking around, thank you. Hope you enjoyed it. 50. We'll right. catch you next week for our one-year anniversary episode. Not sure if we'll have anything uh, special planned. Maybe just the episode bracket and that's it. But yeah, anyway, we're, we're doing the bracket. We're doing the bracket. Stay tuned in for that. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Have a good weekend.